Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Trading Conversations and I'm your host Philip Thiel. You are here my friend because you believe that profitable trading is one of the most efficient ways to attain financial freedom and can be achieved as long as you are willing to put in the hard work to develop your trading competency. Our goal with this show is to introduce you to the traders who have dug through the trenches and emerged at the other end. From the sharing of their trading stories, strategies, workflow and best practices, I hope to help you shorten your learning curve as you embark on your journey towards trading mastery. The upcoming interview you will be listening to is part of the online trading summit that we organized and hosted previously. Possibly Asia's first virtual trading conference, I invited more than 32 global trading experts to share their trading knowledge with more than 25,000 traders from around the world. So sit back and enjoy. Welcome back to Online Trading Summit. Our next speaker is Ishu Taya, who is a regional in charge of business development for Bombay Stock Exchange of India. Besides having cleared 22 securities market certifications, Ishu has also delivered more than 300 education seminars across India to date. In my interview with him, I tap into his vast knowledge about equity products to find out what kind of trading instruments are suitable for what kind of traders, as well as what should a trader look out for when choosing the ideal stock brokerage firm. Come, let's head in and hear what issue has got to share with us. Hi, Ishu. Uh, welcome to the Online Trading Summit. How's your day over in India right now? It's really good and it's been nice, nice to be at your platform for sharing my ideas and views regarding the trading and perspectives of Indian capital market. Fantastic. I look, really forward, I look forward to getting more insights uh, from you about the, the, the India market. I understand that you are actually Correct. working with uh, Bombay Stock Exchange right now. Uh, so Correct. I think that will be a lot of useful information which uh, Indian stock traders will find useful. But before we get into the depths of that, I think it will be really helpful if you could potentially just um, share with uh, the summit participants a bit more about your background. Like uh, how do you actually get started in the financial market and how long ago was that? Okay. Uh, I started my career in capital market eight years back. Uh, I've joined ICICI Direct, one of the leading brokerage house of India, in terms of number of clients. And after one year, I joined a Bombay Stock Exchange. And uh, currently, I'm looking after the investor awareness programs, business development on side of the BSC, uh, to promote various underlying assets, to create a develop and a new market share for the BSC. That's all about my profile, which I'm currently looking into that. And before starting the summit, I would like to share that all views which I'm going to present over here, it would be mine only. I will be not representing BSE and that can't be or won't be a, a purpose of a BSE to communicate. That all view would be mine. And sure. after that, we can start that. Sure, totally understand that. So uh, whatever you share, it will be based on your own personal experience, not representing own anybody. Person. But of course, any exchange yes. that you have been through working exchange and interacting with the different brokers, I think that will be very insightful, which uh, many of us wouldn't have access to. So I think that will be really helpful. So uh, when you first, yes. how do you actually first got started interested in financial market? Was there some kind of events that got you interested in this, this particular industry rather than some other industry? Yes, correct. Uh, to be very frank, I was not uh, intended 
or to be interested to lend it in a financial market. Uh, when I completed my MBA, I had a plan in my back of the mind that I would be joining some FMCG company or some manufacturing company. But uh, at the time of a placement in our college, uh, ICIC direct came and I got selected over there. So eventually I landed, landed up in a financial capital, financial service industry. And my working over there to promote a capital market to open a new DMAT account and to enhance the trading volumes of their clients. So it was a market financial product. So I was keen in the marketing and I got a financial product to market. So it's a mix of both. I was interested in marketing. Now I'm what I'm doing. I'm selling a financial product. So it's a mix of that. So after joining ICAC Direct, I landed up in a BSC at a Delhi, regional office Delhi. So there were, uh, my profile is to educate the investor about the capital market. Uh, I used to do a seminar. So gathering of an investor ranging from 100 to 500. I used to teach them a basics of the finance or the capital market, how shares works, what is the capital market, why company raise money and what stock exchanges do and what if a person want to invest in capital market, what are the several ways, what are the different ways they can enter into capital market. Either it can be a mutual fund indirect way or through a direct way purchasing an equity of any company. So that was my profile and I used to tell uh, people that if someone something went wrong with you, some broker cheated you, then what are the ways to resolve that complaint? How stock exchanges and security exchange board of India is helping them out to resolve their complaint. So it's been uh, seven years in Bombay Stock Exchange and one year in ICC Direct. During these seven years, I have done almost 300 seminars, 300 or seminar with investors, with colleges, with uh, students who are interested in the capital market. So, and after that, the another profile of mine was of a business development. See, there are two exchange, major exchange in India. One is NSE and BSE. And every exchange has its member, trading member. So most of the members have the uh, membership of all exchange, both the two exchange. So my work is to motivate trading members to do most of the volume in BSE, hmm. not in NSE. That's a business development part. So suppose if you are buying a Reliance share or if you're buying a, a Infosys share, purchase that particular share in BSE. So I have to maintain the relation and to keep on uh, meeting several members and have a strong relationship on, on the basis of that, they shift their volume from NSC to BSC. I see. That's a, another profile. I see. So, so it's a business development profile. I see. So you have been in the industry for about close to eight, eight to nine years already, yes, right? Yes, correct. So have correct, you noticed correct. anything in terms of this stock? stock in stock uh, market industry in India since you started until today has anything changes drastically along the way? It's, it's a drastical change when I started my career in 2011. And today we are in 2018. So when I started my career, the uh, penetration of capital market in India was around 3%. 
now that 3% is now close to 5 to 6%. So there is almost 60-70% rise in the awareness and the investment coming into an equity market. Currently, the last data which I have seen of the mutual fund market, the total AUM, asset under management, through India is close to 24 lakh crores. So it's a huge amount which is coming, coming in equities in India. Earlier, there were lack of awareness. There were, there were hardly any people or very few people who used to invest in a capital market. Now, if you ask any of the people out of 10 people, at least eight people are coming into a capital market through direct way, either through mutual fund, they are doing a, a systematic investment plan or some mutual fund purchasing is going on. But the ultimately the money is routing through Indian capital market and it's coming into Indian capital market, which earlier was not. So now the penetration of Indian capital market in Indian economy is around five to six percent, which used to had a uh, in 2011, it was around three percent, two to three percent. So we have seen a rise in the capital market exposure of a client, particular client. And we have seen a greater penetration in comparison of the previous year. I see. Similarly, similarly, the DMAT account, the dematerialized account has been uh, has been opened uh, in comparison to a previous years. The the growth rate of a DMAT account opening is very good. Now the people are using DMAT account. Earlier they were using only saving bank account. Mm. Saving bank account account in India. Everyone, almost everyone, having a saving bank account. But DMAT account was lacking that. Now the DMAT account is also opening up and the pace with its opening up, it's a quite good. So we can see the uh, interest and penetration in capital market is building up. So we have a huge opportunity in coming times to promote this capital market. It's still only five to six percent, percent, percent in India is investing in equity market. So we have a uh, lots of scope in that which I feel. Exactly. So I actually did uh, some research on the penetration rate across the different Asia countries before, even in US and Europe as well. It seems like many of the very developed financial markets like Singapore, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Japan, Korea, the penetration, penetration rate, uh, rates uh, ranges from about 20 to 30% of the entire Correct. population. And here is only about 6%. What do you think is the main reason that it is still at this rate right now rather than closer to 15 or 20%? Is it because mainly due to the lack of disposable income for most people or is it really due to lack of knowledge? What do you think is the main reason? Disposable income is not at all an issue in India. People having a huge money. But what they are lacking is the knowledge because everyone knows how to invest in FD, fixed deposit of a bank. It's very easy, but no one or very small chunk of a person knows that how to invest in a security. They feel it's a very riskier asset because as we know that the capital market is not a guaranteed return scenario. You can have a 10% return, 20% return, 50% return, minus 10% return, minus 0% return means the capital which you have invested might become a zero. It's a riskier asset class and it's the nature of equity that you have to play on a risk. There, there is no option. If you want to have a safer investment avenues, you can invest in fixed deposit of a bank. 
you can invest in public provident fund which is governed by the pfdra of india pension fund regulatory authority so their interest rate is ranging from 7% to 8.5% or maximum side to 9% so if a person wants to achieve a more interest than a fixed rate giving underlying he has to take a risk now the we can say the indians people comparatively are risk averse they do not want to take a more risk they they are happy with with a fixed fixed rate of return asset giving underlying so if suppose i am a graduate even if in if i am a graduate iit graduate uh, in a technocrat uh, i have a disposable disposable income of around 10 lakhs rupees per month per month so what i will do i do not have a knowledge of financial market i will put my money in a fixed deposit bank i will put my money in ppf or uh, at most i will put my money through mutual fund which is currently happening right now but still i will have a risk in back of mind that if i invested my money in a equity market i will have to take a risk so the amount which i am giving the input which i am giving the input amount which i am giving might become a zero so that's a inherent risk so people might not want to take a risk but ultimately if you want to beat the inflation you have to invest in such underlying which gives you higher rate of return so whenever we go for a higher rate of return we have to take a risk that's that's the fundamental of equity market I otherwise see. if you do not want to take a risk invest in fd invest in ppf invest in nscs there are various option which gives you a fixed rate of return you invest in government bonds they they are going to give you a fixed rate of return but I equity see. has its nature of a volatility Mm. means if if there would be no volatility then it would be not a equity market so if if there is a volatility your return might be positive might be good might be decent might be fair might be extraordinary might be zero so that's a risk so that risk people has to take and we have seen in the longer period of time when we move from a longer period like if we remain invested in equities for 20 years 30 years the average rate of return of sensex of last 30 years is 16.97 that's to be without a dividend and if you compare it with gold which which is a very famous and very prominent investment asset class in india the rate of return is 9.18 of 30 years so we can see over a longer period of time if you remain invested in equity your comes down and the growth which companies gives you the rate of return which comes companies gives you has been beating all other underlying assets but it needs a patience suppose if i invested my 1 lakh rupee in equity market and i expect that day after tomorrow it becomes 2 lakhs rupees so that's not a investing it's become a gambling so people mistakenly taken share market is a gambling because they think their hair uh, money can be built up in overnight and you can become a richer overnight so the investing avenues taken a back seat and the gambling avenues taken a front seat but slowly and gradually people are understanding that equities are not a matter of one year or two year we have to invest in equity for a longer period of time because the longer the duration you takes 
the possibility of gaining through equity but if you takes a shorter time the chances of equity paying you might good might be good or might be bad but over the longer period of time it's going to be a fruitful mm. that's that's what i understand mm understand so uh, let's say for example out of 10% in india that has a demat account how many of them do you reckon are considered like really long term investor they just park the money there and forget about it how many of them actually do you think they actively look at the market uh, not just from an intraday perspective but maybe like holding periods of a few weeks to a few months type mm. what, what is generally the proportion do you think as per as per my knowledge and as per my understanding with when, whenever i meet investors in investors meeting or investor awareness program what i encountered most of the people having a greed it's a human nature human are a greedy person if, if suppose you having a 10 please you want 20 lakhs rupees and if you have a 20 lakhs rupees you want 30 lakhs rupees so it's a human nature to have a greed but to expecting a greed from only from share market it's not uh not ideal I mean it's not a uh, fundamental correct so uh, when we talk about that how many percent look uh, equities on a regular basis and how many percent of a person just forget just buy a share and forget it for a long time it's very low percentage most of the people who invest in equity market more than 50% looks it on a daily basis or a weekly basis few of them are only for the long term because when when a person buy shares he expect that it gives them a return overnight few of them just buy for their children's for their grandchildren's there are there are few person who invest it in on a longer term i see initially ah so most of them want to have a returns quickly they they do not wait generally it's 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 evident from a, a trading volumes in india if you see a trading volumes in india cash market particularly cash market from both the exchange nsc and bsc it's around 45000 crore 45000 crore in a cash market on a daily basis average daily volume and if you see a future and options on expiry days it's goes beyond 7 lakhs crore so we can see a trading underlying which is which is a investing kind of thing which is a cash market which is a uh, uh, exactly a investing and on the other side we see a product which is quite speculative and which gives you a higher leverage that is future and options we have a more volumes over there the ratio of future and options trading and the cash market trading in india is very vast so 45000 crore of a cash market and 7 lakhs crore in a future and option market it's a huge gap so we can see that the people who are investing directly in equities to share market they tend to have a tendency to generate a return on a future side to generate a more return in a shorter time so that's promote them that that provoke them to have a trading instead of investing Yes. few smart investor choose a good company and invest it on a longer time they do not see a rates over overnight or daily or weekly basis they just buy a share and think that i will sell this share when i need that it doesn't 
hundred rupee share become a two hundred, five hundred, thousand. They doesn't care. They just think that after twenty years or twenty five years, I will sell that because at that time I will earn some money to in cash and to uh, fulfill one of my dream. Hmm. Yeah, that is That's of it. course provided if the company hasn't gone downhill. Uh, or unless yes, yes, they yes. are like exposed to a broad market rather than an individual stock. So I've seen Got so it. many cases of uh, individual investors buying one company holding for 20 years when the company will end up being bankrupt or just simply becomes nothing Correct. after 20 Correct. years. So that, it, that's the risk. That's the risk, risk of it. When one is not monitoring as well. So let's just go a bit yes. more towards the trading aspects of the Indian stock market. If let's say uh, I'm, a, I'm a swing trader or I'm an intraday trader, uh, looking at trading the Indian stock market. What are some of the, the typical instruments that traders typically use to, to get exposure to individual stocks in, in the India market? Yes, correct. Uh, before answering that question, I would like to add in my previous conversation that the better way to invest in equity market in an ETF, exchange traded fund. If you want to remain with the Indian economy, you should invest your money in the indexes like Nifty and Sensex are two major indexes of India, which almost a barometer of economy. So if you remain invested in these indexes, your portfolio is already been managed. You need not to buy or sell any particular stocks or need not need to track on a daily basis that what my particular stock has been doing. The Nifty and Sensex are the two index which automatically made a portfolio which selects uh, companies on basis of market capitalization. Whenever the market capitalization of a particular company goes down, it's been deselected or it's been eliminated from uh, index and a better company is been chosen. So means you are riding a, in, on a horse which run fast. Whenever the are sick and doesn't run fast, the portfolio manager removed that horse. So you are riding on the horses which run fast. Sensex has a portfolio of 50 companies and Nifty has a portfolio of 50 companies and Sensex are a portfolio of 30 companies. So those 50 and 30 companies are the best chosen company in India on basis of market capitalization. So if you remain invested for a long time in Sensex or either Nifty, you are along with Indian economic growth. And if you selected a particular company, it might outperform a Sensex or Nifty or it might not. So correct way or a decent way to invest in equities market in Indian equity market is to buy an index because that index reflecting an Indian economy uh, growth and Indian economy working. So that's was uh, my point of view for the previous conversation. Now again, a question of swing trader or the intraday trader. What are the options they available? What are the underlying they have available? So basically we, we in Indian capital market, we have a different underlying asset where a trader can trade. So first we go, first one is the equity. Second is commodities. In commodities too, we have a metals and the agri-based commodities. Now, if we talk about the equity market, equity market, we have an option of cash market and we have an option of futures and options. Mm. So basically, Suppose, 
Yes, correct. Three. Okay. Three. Now, suppose uh, if I'm a trader and I'm looking for a particular company stock, suppose let's say Infosys, I trick Infosys. I want to trade in Infosys and have to want to build up a in Infosys. Now, what are the different ways I can take exposure on Infosys? First, I can buy Infosys in a cash market. One share I can buy, two share I can buy, three shares I can buy. So single unit of a share is available in a cash market. Correct. Now, suppose I'm a big trader. I want to have a more exposure, but I'm lacking a money. Suppose I have only one lakh rupees and I want to have an exposure of five lakh rupees. So instead of going in a uh, cash market, I could go, I, I can go in a future market. There the trading takes place in a lot. There's a particular lot. You cannot buy Infosys one share or two share. There should be a particular number of lot you need to buy. Suppose the lot decided by exchange is 50. So minimum 50, 50 Infosys you need to buy at once. And that's become a lot size. So suppose Infosys lot size decided by exchange is 50. So you need to buy a 50 shares at a time at a one go of Infosys. You cannot buy one. Now, third option is you can have a options, call or put options on Infosys shares. Either you buy a call if you feel that I'm a bullish in that Infosys or if you feel that I'm a bearish in Infosys, you can buy a put. Now, let me explain you what are the nitty gritty of these three options which are available. First, if you buy an Infosys through cash market, you need to pay a full money. Suppose Infosys share is of 1000 rupees and if I buy a one share, I need to pay a 1000 rupees and I can take a delivery of that share into my DMAT account. Correct? You can take a delivery of Infosys share to your DMAT account. Now, suppose after one week, two weeks or three weeks or one month, two, three months, your price came. You can sell that share through your DMAT account and you can take a money back. Suppose if you, if you could see a 10% rise in Infosys share in one month, you can buy Infosys from cash market, have a delivery of that in your DMAT account and after one month, you can sell that Infosys share. That's the story of a cash market. Now, suppose you are pretty sure in your call and you are pretty sure on, in research that Infosys share is going to, uh, going to boom and going to rise. You want to play more but you have a limited chunk of money. So you, instead of uh, cash market, you can go to a future market. Suppose you have a one lakh rupee and you take an exposure of five lakh rupee. The margining system of an exchange, the margin system is a system which is decided by the stock exchange. Decide that how much money you need to pay at least, at least how much money you need to pay. Suppose for the one lakh exposure for an Infosys share, I need to pay 20,000 rupees, only 20,000 rupees. In 20,000 rupees, I get an exposure of 1 lakh rupees. So that's decided by the exchange. What are the minimum percentage of money you need to pay? I see. So, so in 20,000 rupees, yeah. When we talk about leverage and margin, right? So it only is uh, available for futures. 
But if you are talking Correct. about cash equities, you don't actually have a cash equity margin account of that nature. Is that, Yo, is that a thing? No, no, no. I no, see. No. So, you need to pay a full amount. So I would reckon that usually for cash equity, it's usually like longer term investors, they will actually use Correct. cash equity because Correct. they are not leveraging. They just buy whatever with whatever cash they have. They get exposure okay. and then they just hold it. That's when they use it and they want to feel safe by keeping it in their DMAT account, right? Because it, it feels Correct. like it belongs to them totally. Because in futures, I suppose it's actually being, is it being custodized or is it, does it go into the DMAT account as well for futures? No, no, no. If, if you buy a future of Infosys, it doesn't come in your DMAT account. It doesn't come in your DMAT account and you have to pay a daily profit and loss, loss to a broker. Suppose uh, on a day one, I buy a future of Infosys and it was costing of 1000. Now, second day, the Infosys share came down and it's become 990. So 10 rupees difference I need to pay on a second day. So, whereas in a DMAT account, I need not to pay. Uh, either Infosys share of 1000 rupees comes down to 800 rupees because I have already have a delivery of that. So I need not to pay anything. But in future, daily market to market, daily mark to mark margin you need to pay mark to mark payment you need to pay you need to settle your account on a daily basis future if you buy a future of infosys of 1000 rupees next day it goes up you earning a 10 rupees 10 rupees would be credited in your saving account hmm. straight away you need not to wait for the one month okay. whereas in a cash market you need to wait if you only are selling that account, that share, only by that pay you are going to receive a money. But in future, even you do not sell your share, daily mark to mark is happening and daily profit loss has been adjusted and, in future market. And in terms of the cost of trading wise, is there a significant difference yeah. between futures and a cash? Yes, there's a huge difference. In a, you would be surprised to know that how Indian capital market has been decided to pay a taxes to leave a taxes on these three underlying assets. Uh, there's a one tax which is called as a STT security transaction tax, which taken by the Indian whenever you trade in uh, equities or future and options. Suppose if you purchase uh, one crore worth Infosys, rupees one crore worth Infosys, you need to pay 10,000 10, rupees as a STT charge, security transaction charge. In one crore, for a one crore of Infosys, one crore worth of rupees Infosys, you need to pay a 10,000 of STT to a government. And in, if you buy a one crore of future of same Infosys, you need to pay a 500 rupees. That's you need so to pay cheaper. only 500 rupees. Yes, exactly. It's a, whenever you sell a future of Infosys, you being lived as a 1000 rupees as a STT. And whenever you buy, there, there is no estate in that on future. So if we take an average, it comes down to rupees only. So does that so mean that most of the time traders actually just trade single stock futures rather than cash equity market? Correct, correct. Because of the costing part. I because see. the costing of taking a delivery is too much and it, uh, taking a position in a future market, it's quite easy 
quite easy and uh, the taxes lived are very much low as comparison to the cash market. So if that's the case, wouldn't even a long-term investor buy futures instead of buying the cash uh, equity? Long-term investor generally prefer to buy a cash equity. There's a reason for that. In future, you have a cycle, a monthly cycle or a weekly cycle. Generally in India, we have a monthly cycle. On every Thursday, last Thursday of a calendar month, a future contract expires. Suppose today is 14th. Now let me see today's, uh, this month expiries will come down to 30th of August. Suppose on 14th of August, I feel that the Infosys share would go up. And if I buy a delivery, or uh, if I buy a future of that, of August month, so August month future would be expiring on 30th. So automatically it would be expired. I would be, if I do not cut my position, it would be auto squared by the exchange side. So that so is a rollover? Yes, it's a rollover. You need to sell a August future. Now you can buy a September future. Also, oh, you, so you need to manually do it. Yes, generally, generally it's a manually for the retail investor. I see. You can you have to sell a August future, then you need to buy a September future. Mm. And on September, in September month, we have an expiry on 27th, 27th of September. So again, on a 27th of September, you need to sell September future. You need to buy a October future again. So there is a continuous rollover in future. Whereas in cash market, if you buy a delivery of Infosys, you need not to roll over that. So long-term investors generally prefer a buying a cash equity direct rather going to a future market. I see. So that would be the main difference why some uh, people decide to buy cash equities and why buy futures. So if Correct. you more towards the time frame, uh, whether you are time a frame, trader or investor. Yes. In trader, investor, time frame, my logic, my expectations from a company, my paying capacity, my risk-taking capacity. Generally, if we talk about the risk-taking capacity, it's, it's involved various aspects. Like suppose if I am a 30 years old, uh, old person working in some IT firm or some financial firm having a good package of 20 lakhs, 25 lakhs, and I'm not married, I'm a single yet, and I have a responsibility of my father or parents. So I'm generally a risk-taking guy. I can take a bit risk. So I can trade in a futures and options instead of taking a equity. On a counter side, if suppose thinking of a guy who is uh, 75 years old and has been retired from uh, his job and having a retirement corpus of 10 lakhs rupees, so generally that person would not be investing directly into equities market because he having a risk, he wants steady returns, whether it's low or high, he doesn't care. He wants that my money should give me a return every month on a steady basis. We have not expectation, higher expectation to having a receive higher return. On a counter side, the basic instinct and basic human behavior also uh, uh, develop your trading skills. Suppose same guy of a 30 years old having a friend who is a risk averse. He's very a fearful person. He do not ride a bike more than 60 kilometers per hour. He's very risk averse person. So he would generally not invest in equity market. 
so because in equity market in india it's really it's it is said in a india that a share market is a very risky asset class so if you are investing in a share market you are a hero or you 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 are a some guy who has achieved something because only 5% of indians are investing in equity market so many a times it take us in a bad way suppose take my example if i tell my family's member or relatives that i invest in equity market or invest in a share market back of the mind my relatives think he is a gambler i see he is a gambler he became a gambler now he is going to be finished one day will come that every land of his own his house it's everything out because he started a gambling so it's really in india investing in a share market directly considered as a gambling many of my friend and many of relatives whenever i say that i am invested in that share you should also invest they say that we do not want to gamble it's a gambling it's not not, not in our ethics to gamble it's not our cup of tea so gamble is that something that uh, affects the older generation how about the younger generation like the gen x gen y those 20 20 to 30 years old are they still looking at the equities market in in this kind yes, of yes they, they they are looking they they are looking into equity market the scenario has changed those generation x and generation y children who has grown up now become a 20 25 years old they started investing in equity market one of uh, instance i remember i used to have a uh, several seminars in a college campus also i interact with students also. i have seen a radical shift from 2011 to 2018 now the this generation which i have seen in colleges are more intelligent more tech savvy actually now internet penetration after a geo company which has uh, which made internet accessibility quite cheaper at a lower cost now people have a exposure of everything now they know what is equity how to open account how to open a demat account what are the uh, what are the high return expect of equities they know what they know what is investing And they know that well. if suppose yes yes this this i do not know they know or not do not know <laughs> right now they know that i should invest in that they are not not uh, really uh, known about the risk in equity market because the capital invested by them is very low they are student college going student only investing their pocket money so pocket money is not too high so risk they do not know but they know what are the ways to invest in equity market in that one of my in my college presentation one people has asked one person has asked that i want to learn a technical analysis means technical analysis is some is college guy is saying then it's a huge thing because technical analysis is not so easy big trader and a handsome trader use that technical analysis to track uh, equity tick by tick so the, if that guy is telling that i want to understand the technical analysis now the controversy is that he do not tell, told me that i want to understand a fundamental analysis because a fundamental analysis gives you a bigger picture of a company so if a person is interested in technical analysis he looking for the shorter term yes he is very risk taking his risk taking capacity is much more higher he is not thinking of 20 years or 25 years he thinks that if i buy a share at 10 am 
what will be the return at 10 15 am so the horizon of that person is a 15 minutes you yes. want to understand the technical analysis not fundamental analysis at least the, so, the, so good, the, thing, the good thing is he's he wants to learn i think that's the more, more learn. correct 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 uh, do you do you find generally the younger generation uh, are they more self help are they really more keen to learn more or are they like the older generation where tell me give me the tips tell me what to buy tell me what this this has changed the world this mobile phone has changed the one world with the internet facility everyone knows that what are the things available what are the latest things available what 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 i should learn what i should do to achieve a particular thing many youtube videos many websites are available money control is one of the biggest website biggest app in india which people sees so in the colleges nowadays you can see a person or a student or a college guy just open his phone not to check a whatsapp <laughs> just to check what is what is the price of reliance shares they create a model portfolio of their own create that suppose i buy 100 reliance of a notional money they create a notional portfolio and just track so this this has become a very powerful that's how the brokerage industry which you have asked in first uh, meeting that how the overview of a brokerage house the brokerage house has changed a lot i see okay so let us let us come back and conclude some of the instruments we were talking about earlier on first so we talk about cash equity we talk about futures now options is also one very big uh, uh, market yes biggest well. biggest market so biggest what, market what of do india you think is the reason why options is such a frequently used instrument uh, uh, to get exposure to the market and why not just traders just use futures why they do it do they look at options as well in options you got to play more things in in, in a stock you have just a one price Reliance is running at 100. You just having a one price. Either you buy at 100 or either you sell at 100. In futures also, you have a one price of a, of a underline. In options, you have a several strike price. Suppose if a share is of 100 rupees, <coughs> there would be a strike price of 102, 105, 108, 110. On the lower side, you would be having uh 95 96 92 90 <coughs> you have a several strike price in the options in which you can play and moreover the costing the costing parts which i have discussed in future the option parts costing is much more lesser than futures also really okay yes correct because here the charges are been calculated for the SPT brokerage or anything else on the basis of premium. Suppose, let's take an example. Suppose some share is uh, in a cash market is running at 100 rupees. And if I want to buy a call of 101 rupee, the premium of that call would be around 20 rupees, 10 rupees, 15 rupees, not more than that. So I'm paying 20 rupees a premium. So my charges would be calculated on the premium, not on 100 strike price. In future, you, you need to pay uh, taxes on a price which you have taken. Suppose I buy a future of 100 rupees an underlying asset. So I need to pay a charges on 100 rupees. Whereas in 
options i need to pay a charge on a premium which i have paid not on the exposure hmm. actually exposure which i am taking of 100 rupees is but actually the yeah. yeah it's more than 100 rupees if you calculate the premium of that it comes down to 101 but the charges the statutory charges and the government charges will be charges on on the premium basis so on 20 rupees i am going to pay a charges not on 100 rupees so that's a cost effective another thing you have a several strike price you can buy a premium and sell a premium hmm. you can have if if suppose most of the traders who earns through options generally sells hmm. i i've seen in various conference it's been said in various conference that in options 90% of a people earns through selling when they sell a call or put only 10% earns from buying hmm. and the different issue is that only 10% buy, 10% gets a profit in options so 10 those 10% are a seller option seller it's a simple basic and out of 100% 90% are selling then who who's the one buying from all of these people no 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 90% What? not selling 10% okay. are selling i have got it ah, wrong okay okay 10 okay. yeah 10% are selling only those 10% are earning if mm. you see uh, overall options market client wise mm. you would find a data he mm. only 10% people in options earn and those 10% are the option seller mm. and i in, suppose the the returns for options has is pretty dependent on the volatility of the market as well right because the more volatility market, and the time of expiry yes okay so, so generally the, what would be the ideal kind of trader or trading strategy that options will be the most useful for in your personal opinion what who who are the people that will be ideal to use options as they are uh, a way to get exposure to the market uh there is a one thumb rule of uh, equity market that there is no thumb rule that thumb rule in indian economy market or the option trading there there is not a single rule on which you can rely or which can decide your equity exposure or the your uh, trading strategies in options or futures and you have asked that what are the best trading uh, uh, expertise in the options how you can earn through options this is simple the earning through options is not so easy yeah and it's also more it's difficult to calculate your loss more difficult correct right? correct 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 it's not at all easy the easiest thing to invest in equity market is to buy a share to cash market it's the easiest thing more difficult is a futures mm. and lots more difficult is a options mm. so we have a tier first cash equity futures then options so does so that mean the that, does that mean that uh, people who trade option they are generally more knowledgeable in terms of how the market function and how to price the options uh yeah bit, bit you can say that so in options in options if you are trading you are generally expected to having a lot more expertise than other investor because you are uh, having a knowledge when to buy a option when to buy a call option when to buy a put option when to sell option so that's a more trickier game and it's also suggests that how you takes expiry hmm. of a contract and how you taken care of expiry because near the expiry more lesser will be the premium of option suppose 
this month expiry comes around 30th of august so on 30th of august we would be having a thinner premium the call of 100 rupee share would be in some paisa 5 paisa 10 paisa 12 paisa because the chances of achieving 100 rupees is lesser because the expiry is near so nearer the expiry lesser would be the premium so seller has a benefit because he knows that at the time of expiry if i am selling a option it's going to become a zero at the time of expiry if your call is out of the money it's going to become a zero so on that case the option seller is earning the money because he knows the basic fundamental of option that nearer the expiry lesser would be the premium so if, if suppose i've sold a premium of 20 rupees down the line down the expiry it's going to closer to a zero until or unless there is a huge volatility in the market that's why the person who sells uh, option generally earns because uh, selling option is an art it's not a everyone's cup of tea hmm. whenever you sells a option you need to pay a margin of future if suppose i am a buyer of option i buy a 100 rupees strike price option at a 2 rupees i need to pay only 2 rupees but the seller of option need to pay a margin on 100 rupees Hmm. 100 rupees margin he need to pay suppose it might be a 20 rupees so 20 rupees margin the seller is paying and the buyer is buying only 2 rupees so the cost and the capital invested in buying and selling is different so the person having a huge pocket and deep pockets can sell option only hmm. because selling option required a huge margin because uh, exchanges know that if a person is selling option he having a unlimited risk that's mm. a basic fundamental of option whenever you buy a option you have a limited risk up to a premium you have paid but whenever you sell option you have a unlimited risk yes basically like a insurance company in a way when you are selling options because you are collecting premiums. yes 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 it's it's a insurance whenever you buy a call or buy a put of any option suppose if i am having a land share of 1 crore rupee so i am uh, i am having a fear that the near future it came, it may go down so for the insurance person, per- purpose i can buy a put of a reliance share mm. so suppose reliance shares goes down i am i may earn my losses through buying a put it mm. otherwise i would be a naked position i see so that's so- why a uh, buying a uh, option is quite easy selling option is difficult one and having a capital in, uh, intensive task yeah usually will other those professionals will be selling options i suppose yeah. correct all right so generally that means overall in a overall perspective futures is still the main instruments uh, that most traders use right options will be some selected more knowledgeable people who will use options correct and correct 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 more for long term um, kind of investments yes future buying is easy because it's it's a simple buying a future is simple concept but selling a option and buying a option is more trickier one so fewer people uh, in uh, invest in options most of the people invest in cash market or future but the chunk of that category the amount invested is low mm. if suppose 100 invested invest in equity market and it sums to 1 crore rupee 10% in 
ten percent uh, investor investing in options market. It might uh, size of ten crores or rupees. Got okay. my point? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so uh, let's move on to another main topic I want to discuss with you about is uh, the, on the uh, stock brokerage industry as a whole in India. So what have you noticed changed uh, since uh, you first started in the brokerage industry until today? Because right now I understand there are things like discount brokers or zero brokerage account right now. So Correct. what do you think uh, are the main differences between all these and what has evolved over the years? It's a good topic to discuss and for explaining that I need to cover some basics and uh, you should understand and I should be able to convey what I try to uh, convey you. Just think of the basics. There are two categories of broking house. One are nationalized broker. Those present all over India. Means they are presented in Delhi, they are presented in Kolkata, they are present in Gurgaon or everywhere. So they having a trading terminal software. Other category is a regional stock broker. A regional stock broker having a limited area cover. His suppose a person who is from a Rajasthan state having a headquarter in Jaipur. He has decided that I will uh, I will market my product in Rajasthan mainly. So his bastion and his powerful tool is only Rajasthan. He will limited by Rajasthan territory. Try to cross the territory or even try to cross the territory. He is not so aggressive. Whereas on the other hand, we have a national broker who having a presence throughout the India. Other thing which I have noticed, the regional stock broker are now on the verge of closing down their shops because the technology and the digitalization which has taken place in last 10 years, regional brokers are not able to cope up with that. Whereas a national member who is a bigger member and having a deep pockets and having a money to invest in technology, they have grabbed that opportunity of technology and they have upgraded themselves, their systems to make technology user friendly. So more and more crowd comes into there. A regional broker having a typical setup of phone trading mean suppose I'm an investor and have an account in some of the regional broker I used to dial a phone to a dealer and to tell him that buy a hundred shares of Reliance he would buy in my account and after uh, two days after two days I would receive a contract note where is a technology what have changed I can trade through my phone I can trade to my phone. I can open an app of any broker and can buy instantly. So this all has initiated by a national members, bigger member, because they have a money to invest in technology. Whereas a regional broker, they, they also having a mobile app. Now they are also came to mobile, but it was a forcefully because someone else is selling a mobile trading and you are not selling a trading. It's not going to work. If suppose I'm an investor and you tell that I do not provide a mobile trading and the other says that on a same cost I'm providing you a mobile trading. 
so i would be definitely influenced by the new technology and i would shift over there second thing the second thing which i feel and it's a favorite topic of mine that branding of a stock broker also affects that we have uh, more than 1000 brokers in india 1000 brokers in india registered members of bombay stock exchange and national stock exchange but if i want to name on the basis of brand brand we have a very few top 50 and top 100 after that no one has heard even the name of other broker we have a icsc direct we have a kotak securities we have the hdfc securities we have the motilal oswal india we we have a angel brokering we have a icsc direct these are the few big names these are the big guns which are in market and they are holding a majority of a capital market share most of the fis foreign institute investor trades through them only they do not prefer regional stock broker because there is some thing called as a brand they have developed their brand on their equity exposure and their expertise on their uh, technology part so everyone has relying on them on the branding part they feel that it, they might get uh, they charge might be more but they will prefer a national broker another concept which are coming is a zero brokerage or minimum brokerage one of the broker or many of the broker are now offering a discounted brokerage they are offering a brokerage on a per traded basis suppose trade a 1 lakh rupees trade i need to give a 10 rupees and if i traded a 1 crore of trading amount i even i need to pay 10 rupees so 10 rupees flat per trade you need to pay either you trade in that 1 crore 2 crore 10 crore or 1 lakh rupees so on that basis the regional stock broker would not survive because their charges are still too high they are charging on 1 crore of delivery they are charging still they are charging 50000 rupees 50000 rupees there are their revenue model and they do not want to change it because they say someone at least giving us a 50000 then why we should come down to 1000 or 5000 because those but the you will become lesser uh, and lesser the, i suppose right yes 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 earlier you have a 100 clients of 50000 now you have a 50 clients ultimately you are going to have 20 10 clients then your shop oh, is closed <laughs> yes out of business this is the scenario which is keep changing and now the brooking house not only uh, selling equities only they sell mutual fund they sell uh, insurance they sell a fixed deposit they sell everything related to finance i have a account of icic direct which is the prominent account or prominent trading member of india through its website i can buy a equities i can buy a futures i can buy a options i can buy a fd of a corporate fd i can buy a health insurance i can buy a life insurance i can buy a home loan i can apply for the credit card what not and what not these are the under one umbrella you are getting everything you can get a financial planning done from those big members but these all things are lacking regional stock broker which which definitely going to affect them in a longer run
I see. So if let's say we are taking from a perspective of a part-time retail trader, what are the key elements that you think this trader need to think about when deciding which brokers to go for? Is it more, more towards cost, reliability? Uh, what, what are some of the major issues you think that the trader need to think about? Yes, there are different kinds of traders. Accordingly, they prefer a broker. Hmm. Suppose I'm a trader whose churning ratio is lesser. Hmm. Suppose in one month, I only do three or four trades. Hmm. So I will prefer generally that broker who is a localized, whose shop is behind my house, who is uh, nearby to my house. I will prefer a local broker because I know personally, I know the director of a broker personally. My The director is easily reachable. If suppose I am having a, some complaint, I can get resolved through director. Mm. So I will prefer a, a small broker and a regional stock broker. On the other hand, if a trader having a high turnover, mm. suppose in a one in, in a one day he do a 10 crores rupees of turnover, so the costing of a regional stock broker is high. He has to shift to a national broker or a nationalized broker who having charging a lesser amount of a broker. Mm. So the cost effectiveness of a trader will goes down. So trader depends how much volume you generate. It depends on choosing of that broker. Another thing, many brokers are providing a state of art shop there. Like many broking, like Sher Khan is one of them. Sher Khan provides a terminal which having a charge facility. You can having a candlestick charge. You can have a several types of charts like real time charge builder process. Many stock broker providing a meta trader, one of the software for the charge. So it depends my trading strategies, my need and my perspective towards a broker. It's hugely depend how I choose a broker. Uh, suppose I'm an investor, old investor, cannot operate manually through internet. I will needing I will need a dead broker to whom I can call, I can phone, and on my behalf he can buy a share. I see. So, so I will prefer that regional small broker. And under what circumstances should a trader consider like discount brokerage or those near zero brokerage? Is there any what's the pros and cons uh, to using those kind of brokers? Uh, those kinds of brokers, both things are that. First priority, the first priority which everyone looks is the cost. Hmm. It saves you lots of cost. But the difficulty comes that the margining system and the leverage system hmm. quite stagnant over there. I see. Means if you are trading to a national member or the big member, hmm. you do not know a director personally. Your reach is limited. You need to uh, complain first to uh, executive, then marketing executive, then marketing executive go to vice president, vice president go to regional head, regional head goes to, this, this is the long chain. So if you want a higher leverage, customized leverage, generally these discount brokerage having a standard plan, this mm. much of leverage would be given, not more, not less. Mm. But my profile is different. I want higher leverage. So I need to choose some localized broker who can fund me or give me a more margin to trade. I see. And at the same time, I suppose those discount brokerage usually tend to be more pure tech and pure self-help 
So there's correct, much less correct, in terms correct. of uh, service service Pro. provided and customer service related yes. issues. Yes, right? it's 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 kind of a robo trading. Means you just having a platform of that. You buy, sell, whatever the difficulties you are facing, you need to yeah, on resolve your on yourself. Mm, Whereas see. on the local broker, I can go to his shop and say that I am facing this problem. Resolve it. Resolve in a minute. I see. Great, great. Well, so personalized so touch is there in a regional stock broker. I see. I personalized see. touch is there. Yeah. Okay. Understand. All right. Thanks so much again, Ishu, for sharing your very wonderful knowledge about the Indian market in terms of the kind of instruments a trader should be looking at, as well as the kind of things a trader got to look out for when choosing the, the, the different kind of brokers available. Uh, I wish I have more time to chat with you, but we are running out of time. So maybe in the future, uh, if we have a chance, I would like to uh, uh, interview you and to find out more from you about this uh, industry in India. But for now, uh, thank you so much for sharing your insights and I wish you all the best in whatever that you do and hope, hope we have a chance to chat again, all right? My pleasure, my pleasure. It's truly a my pleasure. Thanks. Right. Thank you. See you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Trading Conversations. If you'd like to assess past and future episodes of this podcast, please head to traderwave.com slash podcast to learn more. That's it from me for now, my friends. I'm your host, Philip Teo, and I look forward to have you joining us again in the next episode of Trading Conversations.